0: trip down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they're a bummer or a bop from say what you want to bowl in a china shop we're it's all been done the podcast good for you good for me he's my co-host evan
1: i took him to a matinee with the money from mowing lawns it's my co-host saker wow
0: have we i'm kind of
1: grossed out i want to stop you right there You said bop instead of plop, and we don't say bop on this show, we say plop.
0: You are, cur- can I take it from the top?
1: Yes, you can take it from the top with a good old plop. It's been, it's
0: been, it's been. Welcome to the <laughs> Strip Down no Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're a slop or a plop, from Say What You <laughs> Want to Bull in a China Shop, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He worked down at the Dairy Queen, we hit it off from the start, it's my co-host Evan. I put my best shirt on. <laughs> are we what? keeping
1: all that in? Or are we keeping yeah, the whole thing in? we are.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. You don't even introduce me. You just say like, summers don't last that long. Just if I that can only one. hit my stride. <laughs> Embo, I'm slowly going crazy in quarantine. Uh, oh. And the longer we pull it out, the more crazy I feel. How do you feel?
1: Nobody comes over to my house anymore.
0: <laughs> You're a very social boy. You're right. This must be very strange for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's odd. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten back into Xbox. <laughs> oh, boy. What are you playing? <laughs> Just I, I bought an old Xbox 360 off of uh, um, eBay. eBay. And it came with the parental controls still on.
0: <laughs> Did they give you the password to remove them?
1: No, no. I had to call like Xbox and they kept trying to like get me to sign up for Xbox Live and stuff. And I'm like, listen, this is a 2008 Xbox. I'm buy- I bought it on eBay. Just give me the fucking unlock. <laughs> and finally, a guy named Rodan was very generous and just gave me the little like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right.
0: Sure. Baby oh, so select start. Any old kid could call Xbox and say, "I bought this. Uh, my, you know, uh, I want the parental controls removed." And Rodan would just give it to him. Well, I think he he knew who I was. Like he knew that, like, I... oh, you're, you're Evan
1: Dicken, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think he checked my account to see that I was. It was like an adult account. <laughs>
0: okay. So because you'd been buying porn, so he knew. Yes, that yes. It was. A... real, real gross stuff. Uh-huh. Like, only the grossest stuff for me. The most disgusting. He said, are are you Evan Dicken from Cosmas Infinities? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> this is the plug section now. You didn't know it, but uh, chains of mud and salt, buddy. How that's you feel? My,
1: that's what my name, that's my name.
0: <laughs> I know you don't like to talk about your other life on this, uh, on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Do you think Rodan that you were talking to was Rodan from the uh kind of godzilla universe i
1: didn't actually talk to him in person or them in person um it was all just all over like chat so they could have although they'd have to like create a keyboard for rodan to like be able to type on because i don't think he it could use a regular keyboard
0: sure well it could be like that one episode of simpsons where homer's fingers got too fat and so he had to have a special stick for uh plugging numbers into a phone so maybe they just make little sticks for Rodan, and it's a regular keyboard.
1: oh he's like a pterodon, though, like a giant pterodon, from what I remember, right?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I believe that's true. He's some sort of uh, dinosaur bird. So, yes. yeah.
1: So you'd have to like, well, all dinosaurs are birds, Saker. Uh, so... Is that
0: true? Because <laughs> they had feathers. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cool.
1: And they had a civilization. If uh. you could look, if you look at the mud fossil records, you'll see that. Um, They were, they were at a very rich culture.
0: Uh, okay, cool. So do you think that the dinosaurs in Godzilla, are they Godzilla monsters, dinosaurs? They're not.
1: No, they're like irradiated, uh, creatures. They might have once been dinosaurs. Some of them are like, it's all different. Like it's like Mothra is like magic and like really Godzilla is like just a Godzilla is just a irradiated something like, or he's like the earth's defense system. The thing is like, the, the, the fiction on this, like the, the world building is so deep and there's been so many like iterations of it. You can't really put your finger on who or what any of these kaiju are.
0: I guess so. Oh, Rodan is a, an ally of Godzilla says the Wikipedia.
1: Yeah. But I, Godzilla's good sometimes and sometimes he's bad.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he does what he's, he is, I believe a uh, chaotic good, right? He'll do good. Even if he's smashing Tokyo because he's saving the earth. Uh, something like that alternately
1: right. he's just wants to destroy the earth like the thing is i that this is some this is like a, a, a fandom that i've never really like i've seen godzilla movies but mm-hmm. i never really like dug into it like there was kaiju really never did it for me right although the new shin godzilla is fucking
0: great it was great i don't
1: know if you've seen shin godzilla. oh yeah Hideaki
0: Anno. i had to see yeah.
1: it yeah it was great that was yeah. a good one
0: yeah that was good uh, i saw like
1: the one with like uh um the malcolm in the middle guy
0: oh yeah american guy yeah that one sucked
1: and then i saw the one with like matthew Broderick. <laughs>
0: That one is fun. And then I've seen
1: like, I saw like, unlike Saturday mornings, like on the sci-fi channel or something, when I was a kid, I would see like, you know, the original
0: Godzilla's, they play those. Yeah. I don't,
1: I have like blurry memories of those, but other than
0: that, that's about it. I think the only Godzilla thing that I've ever experienced was the comic book where he played basketball against Charles Barkley. Um, Did he win? Uh, I don't. I think it may have been. It was probably a tie, right? You can't disgrace either of the stars. So I think, you know, just like when, uh, it, you know, Marvel versus DC happened, you know, neither side actually won. It, it came out to a draw. Well, I mean,
1: but like, like Godzilla versus um, King Kong. Like in the American version, King Kong wins, and then in the Japanese version, Godzilla wins.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. Well, I, I mean. We can fucking, we can figure it out. Originally, it was a commercial that it was adapted into a, can you imagine a commercial being adapted (laughs) into a comic book? (laughs) That's a delight. Um, yeah, I don't, I truly have no idea. It doesn't say who won. It just says the action takes place in California rather than in Japan and Dark Horse Comics released it.
1: So I guess my question is, is Godzilla, like, is Charles Barkley Godzilla's size? Are they of a size?
0: Yes. It is a giant Charles Barkley.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like uh, Big Man Japan.
0: Like Big Man Japan. Exactly. Correct. Yes. And I think they call Godzilla Earth's defense system, and they call Charles Barkley the NBA's defense system. So (laughs) it's NBA versus the Earth.
1: Was he on the Dream Team?
0: Oh, God. How could he not have been? I don't know. I don't know. He might have been been aged out by then. Who knows? Wait. I don't know. Dream Team was like 90s, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't (laughs) know anything about basketball. (laughs) But, I mean, Charles Barkley, you got to know, he was a 90s basketballer. Right? Was he? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He played from eighty four to two thousand, you fool. Everyone knows that. Oh, okay. We can both look up information equally on this podcast now. Yes, yes. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Of love. Scotty oh, tra- tra- Pippen. Charles Barkley
1: was the scoring leader oh. of the uh, dream team.
0: Goodness so. gracious. So how yeah, he may not have been on a dream team. How dare you? And that always that always like confused me because like the Olympics, right? That's supposed to be for
1: amateurs only. Like, if you're a professional athlete, you can't be in the Olympics. Isn't that isn't that the
0: Olympics? Thing? I had no idea. No, because well, I, I mean, I guess my only uh, negative to that would have been the Dream Team, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure. But Carl uh, <laughs> Malone was on it. <laughs> Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson.
0: So many, of uh, obviously. Those, yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously that it it profe- But then why don't you see like uh, I mean Michael Phelps? I don't know. Is he an amateur or is he a pro? Because we know him just from swimming and that's how yeah. he makes money. What's the difference between an amateur and a pro making money? I have no I have no
1: idea. I don't know what the distinction is and I bet it's become super foggy. But yeah. like, I seem to remember back in the day that you couldn't be like a professional basketball player and go play in the Olympics. I guess that's not true anymore. And I guess, I mean, like hockey has always been an Olymp- a winter Olympic sport, right? And that, yeah. they've always had like hockey drafts from, you know... All oh, over was the place. it place so I guess I'm incorrect but you know I bet somebody's <laughs> gonna set me straight on the message board and I welcome that
0: on the message board uh, our on message the message board. board that we use I meant, I meant
1: like the like the the inter international message board sure. that, that is like my Twitter slash Facebook slash orange groves accounts
0: yes at Evan Dicken if you want to correct him about the Olympics uh... I do
1: I do want to be corrected Tracy I I do, lo- I, do lo- I
0: love it I love it. Well, let's see. Tracy. So this is a song that starts with an S. So he won't listen to this for another year or two. I think you're fine. He doesn't listen until after Bannick and ABCs are done with them. So you're fine. I don't think that's true. No, it's true. He doesn't listen to our episodes because he doesn't want to be influenced, which is a delight to me. He's such a pure little bean. I love (laughs) that As if we could influence anything. (laughs) It's so funny how many of those um, NBA folks have become like funny people. Like uh, Shaquille O'Neal – is fu- mm-hmm. Barkley is very funny, like he he's a funny guy. Isn't he like the host
1: of some like game show now?
0: I think he does like a bunch of ESPN shows, but oh, um, okay. But yeah, he does. I like. But also, it's it is funny to see what was like forward thinking in like the early '90s because. I'm just reading. I was flipped to a random part on his Wikipedia entry responding to concerns that players may contract HIV with contact or by contact with Magic Johnson. Barkley stated, we're just playing basketball. It's not like we're going to have unprotected sex with magic, <laughs> which is weirdly like, I guess, forward thinking. I don't know how to define that, but I don't know. I think he was hiding something. Oh, you think so? You think they were rod dogging it? Who knows? Who knows, indeed. All I know is that we are easily segueing into our episode for this week, which is about a little song called Serendipity. Ebbo, our song Uh this week is called Serendipity. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Okay. Evan, we have started our next album. Yeah. Next, next our album 7.5 Barniked Ladies Are Men. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our kickoff song. Yeah. What? Yeah. It is, isn't it? <laughs> okay, thank God. Because I was worried you were gonna come in here with your fucking throwing your Kevin Hearn elbows at me that you like <laughs> you wrote Kevin on one elbow and Hearn on the other. I
1: do love Kevin, but like I'd say this is my least favorite Kevin Hearn song. And this, I don't know, like, why they've done this the last couple albums, just opening up with, like, a, a whispery scratch on the door. Yeah. Like, like it, this isn't like a, you know, this isn't a, this is a, I liked the song, but this is not a bop.
0: No, well, same with Adrift. Like, Adrift, I liked it, but mm-hmm. it was not an album opener by any stretch of the word. It was right?
1: like, hello, this is our new album. <laughs> I hope you like it.
0: Can we come in? We're cold out here.
1: <laughs> like what if what if okay let me pitch you something for for your resequence uh-huh why don't we end blam with serendipity cuz it's a nice quiet song a nice quiet way to go out
0: and then begin blam in with wind it up in my my resequence will be one album it will be called bare naked ladies are me men <laughs> and it will not be two albums. Bare naked ladies, army men. Bare naked ladies, army men. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but it will have uh, it, it, it will it will just be one album with like fifteen good songs on it. And serendipity will not be making the cut. <laughs> Sorry, to tip my hand a little too early. By the way, I just I wanted to see when the last time they had like a real great kickoff was, and I think it was Maroon with Too Little Too Late. Yeah. Um, but holy shit, NME, New Music Express, the the uh, British uh, <laughs> music journalism magazine, gave Maroon a zero out of ten, which is fucking wow. horrible. Holy shit, how bad. Maybe they insulted the Queen or something. Yeah, maybe so. Um, okay, so let's, obviously neither of us were big fans of serendipity.
1: I didn't say I wasn't a big fan. I just said it wasn't a good way to open an album.
0: Okay, all right. Tell me what you liked about Serendipity, of. I wanna hear it.
1: I liked the uh, echoey, sparse guitar. Like, that was kind of fun. And then uh, the keyboard is okay. I like how everything sort of blurs <laughs> together. <laughs>
0: Usually you hate it when they become like this melange of like sound in a song. Like I said, this is my least favorite Kevin Hearn song. (laughs) Okay. All right. And it's
1: probably one of my like lower middle of the pack BNL songs in general.
0: Man. We should have, like, a, we we always count our albums down at the end of each album, but I think we need to count down, like, spe- specific, like, what's our favorite Kevin Hearn song? Number five, Serendipity. Number four. That would be fun. We yeah, need to that'd be, do... we could do that someday. Okay, someday. When, we're all, when this
1: is all over, <laughs> you and I can get together and just without recording, just, like, talk about
0: it ourselves. Uh, we truly have, since quarantine started, and I hate this, but we have not had any interactions that were not recorded. <laughs> we don't talk to. I mean, both we are both very busy people. Um, mm-hmm. But oh no, we watched we watched Fast and the Furious together. Yes, that's all. Yes, we need to watch a movie together soon. <laughs> nos, nos, indeed, nos. TV VCR combos. Um, I did not agree with the guitar. Um, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, but I think. I mean jumping from the beginning of the song to the ending of the song there's a long ending on this sucker and it (laughs) just like the ending highlights how like garage bandy that guitar feels to me because like all the other instruments drop out and it's just the guitar going bam, bam, bam bam, bam bam, like over and over again and it sounds like a fucking garage band loop it sucks Walking on coals, just trying to get through The summers don't last so
1: long All that is left here is the truth Everything else is gone Um, I
0: just... Couldn't. i liked it it no. was like somebody
1: in their garage just found the echo pedal or they just like they just saved up their money from mowing lawns didn't take their uh summer girlfriend on a date just was like i'm gonna buy this fucking pedal right it's gonna make my guitar sound sweet and he like shows it to all his little buds and there's the guy who's drumming on like uh, upside down um Folgers cans mm-hmm. and there's the other guy with who's just like belting through a megaphone and they're just going crazy. It's great.
0: <laughs> a literal garage band. Yeah, I yes. think that's basically what I said. I mean, not really. Uh, yeah, this is that scene from Doug. They're playing drumming on a trash can. Uh, everybody's having a good time, but it's not a great song. I don't know. Um, so you liked those keyboards as well. I thought the synths have some weird grating cadence to them. Like they were turned up to the point of of breaking levels on purpose or something, especially at the beginning (laughs) of the song, they were too loud. I don't mean to be an old man, but I felt like there was actually (laughs) something wrong, not just that they were fucked up, but that there was something wrong with the levels. Um, I don't know. I'm
1: sure that's probably it. I'm sure they just they made a mistake.
0: <laughs> that
1: was not intentional. That they just like they like listen to it they're like oh fuck we fucked up. You know you proofread
0: you go over <laughs> as many
1: times as you can like you check everything and then sometimes you know just the recording doesn't come out well and then you just print a million copies of it as a CD.
0: Um yeah listen, <laughs> they they clearly and wanted... you never cor- and you never correct it. Well you never go
1: back and correct it.
0: When I've I, when I heard. That's a lie. I was gonna say when I heard this song live, it didn't have those. But guess what? Nobody gives a shit about this song. Couldn't find any live recordings of it. Couldn't find any rearrangements, remixes, anything. I found I found one. Oh, you did?
1: Okay. From Chips and Dip Five, it was Kevin on his piano, on like a Casio keyboard, uh-huh. and then like somebody on drums, but I couldn't tell because whoever was doing the video never panned away from Kevin's face. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, interesting. Was it a good cover? No
1: okay <laughs> i mean it wasn't a cover it was or him not, singing not, the song yeah not a cover but like apologies. it was just it was just him singing the song
0: oh my goodness how weird yeah even when i'm i'm searching now and i can't find it uh i think i think i was searching other things like <laughs> kevin
1: hearn Blant. like i was searching something something like kevin hearn serendipity and then that that's the one that came up sure sure
0: okay interesting um weird okay uh we, we, I understand that they didn't pan away from his... Uh, oh, there it is. You're right. Kevin Hearn, Serendipity, Ships into Dip 5. They didn't pan Found away from it. his face the whole time, but mm-hmm. do you think he was playing to a room of, like, six people? Because this is the Below Decks one. This is not a very good oh. lady show.
1: No, 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 no. This is, like... He, he'd he be playing to, like, uh, sh- like... He'd probably play into, like, 30 people, I bet. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Because, like, this is a, I mean, it's a crew specifically for BNL people. So, I mean, these guys are just, like, wandering the halls, like, Cirque du Soleil acrobats, like, (laughs) doing performances and shit. And, like, everyone is going crazy,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you'd want. I I do want to direct you to a comment on that video from 11 years ago from Riosan2415 that says, Best song on our men, easily. yikes (laughs) yikes
1: <laughs> hey different strokes for different folks but there, there's a comment on the uh the album version that says hey if from jeff williams i don't know who that guy is do you know who jeff williams is
0: uh i i assume he's a listener but no i don't know him personally says hey this is one of the
1: guys that makes all the noise for all our fans don't tell anyone about this post keep living your dreams love slippery jeff i have the best <laughs> fans in the world
0: <laughs> smiley face 17 exclamation points yeah, i don't know who jeff williams is Can we break down that YouTube comment? Sure. Hey, this is just one of the guys that makes all of the noise for all of our fans. So is he talking about Kevin Hearn or is he talking about Jeff Williams? I have no idea. Okay. Don't tell anyone about this post. Is he talking to anyone reading it or Kevin Hearn? (laughs) Okay, we're not. Uh, keep living your dreams. Love Slippery Jeff. I have the best fans in the world. So he's he's famous. So maybe yeah. Jeff Williams is Kevin Hearn's I puppet, was trying sock to Google puppet account The, the
1: only, the only uh, Jeff Williams I found was Apple's chief CEO under Tim Cook.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. He's only made two comments on YouTube, and the other one is on uh, ACDC's Hell's Bells. Um, so I don't know what the fuck is going on in Jeff Williams's life. Hey, you know, it might be
1: fun. It got two likes. Like, it might be fun to go onto YouTube and just pretend you're a celebrity (laughs) for a while.
0: How much crossover do you think there is between Berenice and Ladies and ACDC in terms of fans? Probably not a lot, right? I don't Uh, know. I'd be surprised. I
1: wouldn't be surprised. I bet it's like a 30% crossover. 30%? Yeah. I bet 30% of people who like BNL and listen to it regularly also listen to... ACDC. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's the same age bracket. It's a bunch of mainly boomers, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um. In any case, uh, Jeff Williams, this episode dedicated to you. Yes. 2016 to 2018. Like, <laughs> share, subscribe, Jeff Williams. Yes. We're going to make you famous. No, that was like, share. If you like, share, subscribe to subscribe Jeff Williams. Subscribe to Jeff Williams. That's correct. Thanks. Um. Yeah, obviously, I think we're we're we we have to hammer home the fact that this is the first song on the album, which is fucking wild to me. Not mm-hmm. it, it it left a sour taste in my mouth that like, I I I mean we're we're spacing these episodes out, so it probably won't last the whole album. But Jesus, what a track to start with, and also well. Is it better or worse than Celebrity? W- way worse. I like Celebrity. I think Celebrity is a great song.
1: Mm, well, I, before you cream your jeans,
0: let's move on. I, okay. I got to say, the deed has been done, my friend. I came into this Skype session with creamed jeans. <laughs> I walk around all day with those creamed jeans. Um, I, I just, I also felt like, how did Ed and Steve's egos allow a Kev Hearn song to kick off this album? Well, I know that they're
1: sw- they switched over with these two albums to like well these one this one album right yeah to like letting Jim and Kev have more say. So this might be like a here you go, little guy. Why don't you start off the album?
0: Yeah, it's just such a responsibility, and it seems wild to me that they left it not just to him but to yeah. this song. I don't know. Like, it might be they might think it's
1: good, but like for me, I like my opening album track to be like upbeat and welcoming. Yeah, if it's if it's a ro- if it's a rock song. If, I mean, obviously, if I listening to, like, emo music, like this is, yeah. um, I would prefer this song. Like, if, if I'm putting in a Death Cab for Cutie,
0: like, album, then, yeah, this is fine. This is a fine way to open it. Well, but this is a BNL album, right? I'll tell you what's wild, though, is that there's a Kevin Hearn song coming up later in this album that is wildly better. It's a great song. And the fact that they didn't switch the two, if they really wanted Kevbo to start this album off... I It just doesn't – it's wild to me. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, they're they're, think, they're thinking is, you know, if you're listening to this, you've already bought the album.
0: <laughs> I guess. Right?
1: So it doesn't really matter what song we start so with. So you don't who think there's,
0: there's any, like, repeat <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies business. They're like, we sold them our one album. <laughs> we'll make well, off, I mean, like, bandits listening- into the night.
1: Who, like, buys an album either online or in a physical copy – Puts it in their CD player, presses play, or like just presses play on their, you know, Winamp or whatever in 2006, and then listens to the first song and goes, no, thank
0: you. And then just turns
1: off the entire fucking album. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know, but it would certainly, knowing knowing that I'm going to go into this album, if I had an opportunity to pop in any BNLCD, I mean, obviously I would never choose this. But thinking about, like, what do I want, what taste do I want to hit my tongue first, and then going, <laughs> serendipity. Ah, I'm going to put in me, <laughs> I think. I don't know. So I, just, I think the first song is, is very weighty. I don't I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah, wild. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: I, but I mean, like we got some BNL word pivots. We got some I mean, they they're doing their
0: thing. What? Okay, I saw one word pivot and they had to work so fucking hard <laughs> to get to it. Is that the one you're talking about? The Dairy Queen one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were down at the day. fucking shaggy dog joke where he was telling me a story for like 20 minutes to lead to a punchline like the amount of work that went into that so like fucking that he wanted that blizzard so bad that he was like
1: well well i think i don't know if i i don't know if i think that i think that he started off with the dairy queen line and we all know saker loves specificity i do so you know exactly where he was working what he was doing and then he's like, you know, I'm going to play off that. I'm going to riff on that. I don't think he was like, I don't think he approaches this in the same way that Ed would, which is like, this is funny. I can't wait to switch this pivot line on you. He's Max Goof. What the fuck? Um, I feel like that's Ed's internal monologue like, A lot all of, this time. He's got like a voice in the back of his head going, Go make it funny.
0: A lot of yuck yucks for Ed. Um, uh, maybe, but I feel like Kev went like, okay. I want them to know that her heart is cold. So, like, maybe a blizzard. Oh my gosh, Dairy Queen! <laughs> like, I feel like he worked backwards from Cold Heart to be like. I think that this is like a personal experience
1: for him, and that he this is actually a song about like his experience, and that he actually worked at a Dairy Queen.
0: That's that's possible. Yeah, and we'll never does... know until Kev comes on and answers it. Kev, you fucking coward! <laughs> Come on, our show. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tweeted him hundred tweets, like I used to do to Tyler back, <laughs> back in the day. Um, yeah, I don't. i I felt like that was that was a um, a real reach. Um, uh-huh. the, I wrote the interpolation of Dairy Queen for the Cheap Blizzard Jump feels bad and does it even play outside of the U.S. and Canada? Which I don't know. Is Dairy Queen an international brand? I don't know. Oh, okay. I think that I think that if if someone said,
1: you work down at the Frimbly Donks and like I would know that that's some sort of something
0: yeah I guess so but the but the interplay is between the pivot is between Dairy Queen and Blizzard right and so if I live in Afghanistan I might Mm -hmm. not know like oh okay I get this line now right so I bet
1: if you live in Afghanistan and you like BNL enough to like get their album you probably know enough about American culture to know like, cause I mean, that's what we, that's what we're known for, right? Yeah. It's fast food and like fucking, so like you get like the McDonald's Burger King, Dairy Queen references, right? Yeah. I feel like Dairy Queen's a big enough presence in American culture that it would resonate with somebody who not necessarily in America or Canada. Yeah. That's, North, that's, North America, I should say.
0: That is possible. Um, yeah. That
1: being said, I, I hated I hated okay. that <laughs> I hated that part. I'm just I'm just trying to like justify it in my brain.
0: Sure. Um, <laughs>
1: make it funny, Abby. Come on. <laughs> you, can, you can make it make sense.
0: Uh, it reminded me of um there's a MC Chris song called Blizzard, which is not a great song, but it's a favorable comparison. So it's bad when I'm like this reminds me of a song that is not my favorite song in the world, but it's like it's a much better like uh you know DQ blizzard lyrical oh, reference let's let's jump to lyrics for a second since we're already there um sure. I didn't understand this song um <laughs> Number 1, I feel like if I don't like a song at the beginning of the review, if I'm like mildly like down on serendipity, which I think I was, then listening to it 45 times makes me it fucking do doing a fucking podcast, we talked about this before, but it polarizes you so much. Mm-hmm. Like this it's impossible to be non-judgmental like one extreme way or the other about these songs. So, I thought that this sucked because we listen to it so many times but like i kept thinking about the lyrics like so we have these lines like um if i had a good reason i would share it with you if I- the fuck are you talking what is this in reference to if i had a good reason to what did he do something that required an explanation C- did you get a read for any of this besides for like cute teenager summer romance ev yeah i mean that's that's what it is right it's i think it's just about not
1: trying to feel your way through a romance with no tools to do so um
0: yeah okay i, I could see that but and 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 interplaying that with like temperature motif, which I thought was mm-hmm. that that part I kind of liked. Like we have this interplay between hot and cold, between summer and frost. It's so, like maybe mm-hmm. this song is about two people who got together in the summer and broke up in the winter because then the cold coldest season came, making room for something new. But yeah. I, but but then if I had a good reason, uh, that doesn't I don't know a good reason to what break up. Yeah, <laughs> I think that. I don't know. Have you ever had a summer romance
1: Saker? Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of speaks to that. Like it, you're, you're, I feel like a lot of summer romances start through basically proximity. Yeah. Then, um, you know, it's a summer is like two or three months is like the perfect amount of time for all the chemicals to wear off. So when you guys go back to your regular lives, albeit you're at camp, you were at summer camp or you were, you know, doing whatever the fuck working at a farm or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you go back, like, you're like, oh, well, I probably should give him a call, shouldn't I? Yeah. And then you just sort of, it just sort of peters out. I've, all, I ha- I've, ha- I've had those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're a camp boy. You did some summer camp stuff. So. I did some summer camp boy. Stuff. Uh, oh, <laughs> summer camp boy stuff. Um, I only had one summer romance and it broke off for the stupidest reason possible. Uh, we were both 15 and I didn't have my driver's license yet, so every time we wanted to hang out, I had to bike to her house. And oh, by the geez. time I biked there, I was incredibly sweaty, and I got so self-conscious about that that I was like, "I can't do this anymore. We have to break <laughs> up." So yeah, so I I don't really understand the uh, the the summer feeling. Should have just
1: come in and been like, Mister Mister McKenzie, can I use your shower? <laughs> I know this is I got, strange. I got very hot biking over <laughs> to your daughter's house, which is also your house. Can I
0: please use your shower? Can you loan me a shirt, Mr. Mackenzie? <laughs> Daddy, can I use your shower? <laughs> um, do you think that the breakup was serendipitous? Is that what the serendipity is in this relationship? <laughs>
1: yes i think so because i think that i think what he's what he's pushing at and this is just my own read and i'm probably wrong is that like he was emotionally immature but the breakup gave him experience and the tools to become more emotionally mature, mature. like he says like if i could only hit my stride i'll make it to the other side i don't want to be roadkill when there's a cup half a, a cup to fill to fill
0: if i could only hit my To films films. But like, by the way those fucking lyrics are nonsense sorry but go ahead no they're not nonsense okay. they're
1: not like uh love is war war is love one for all <laughs> sure like like i think he's saying the in that in that stanza specifically like you know i probably could i i just i don't feel like i was comfortable in the relationship i was biking to her house you know i was all hot and sweaty like super awkward i had to break it off um and i don't want to like I don't want this to be my life. Like, I don't want to feel awkward and to get all the way, but he's like, Oh, but you know, you get over it. The best way to become better at dating is to date people and to fuck up. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what he's seeing. Like, um, and also their breakup, I think you, you were right is serendipitous. Like he, he sees that they wouldn't have been together or yeah. wouldn't have been well together. So they might, they might even be friends. Who the fuck knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, there's some weird imagery there, like walking on coals, just trying to get through that felt like there was some big problems that were happening. Walking on coals, just trying to get through, but summers don't last that long. But yeah, for the most part, I I, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know. I The the song was, uh, again, just like kind of Hidden sun. I feel like we mm-hmm. are we're ladling straight into Kevin Hearn's brain and pulling out what comes out, which is his personal experiences, his personal feelings. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it doesn't make sense to us. And maybe that's okay because it's his, Um, I think
1: he's of all the, of all the BNL boys. I think he is definitely the most metaphorical.
0: Yes, for sure. Like
1: he, he doesn't, I mean, uh, compare this to like fucking in the car, right? If we're doing like teenage romances, like, I mean, I'd much rather have the specificity of you worked at a dairy queen. We hit it off from the start. As opposed to my tongue in her in her ear, my tongue inside of her.
0: Like, <laughs> Ugh, uh, Come on, specificity. God, I love yeah. that shit. Give me more tongue talk. Um, thank you for no coming thanks. to my tongue talk. Um, I uh, it it is funny. You're right because I think he is the most introspective and metaphorical of all the bean aches. But mm-hmm. it's funny because. Um, I don't know if you watch the latest Selfie Cam Jam, which I've been keeping up with them, but they did one week. And I, I always mm-hmm. forget that live, Kev takes over all of Steve's parts now. So it's just funny to hear it like, it's been one week since you looked at like, Because it's <laughs> totally not him at all. And you could tell. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's it is wild that he has shoes to fill. But who wouldn't do it for millions of dollars? Because I assume... I they
1: probably don't make millions of dollars they might make a million dollars
0: they're doing stadium t- maybe a million each maybe i
1: don't know they're still doing know. tours i mean i bet they are millionaires but i bet they're not making millions
0: yeah they're making it all off the stock market now they already made their millions <laughs> That's right? just like kenny g
1: <laughs> playing those stock markets they- getting on uh golf coasting to the end of their lives
0: i don't know he just we talked about his documentary he bought an expensive painting i don't know there's something there yeah, I said he was I didn't say they weren't millionaire saker. You're saying he's poor, he's destitute. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> um this song is for me it felt like it was stuck in some weird stasis loop until the bass kicked in at around 35 seconds. The first 35 seconds are so like Nauseatingly, like back, like you're on the deck of a ship and it's just rocking back and forth, like mm-hmm. nothing is happening. You're staring off at the horizon. There's a guitar that's doing the same three notes in a loop over and over again. Like mm-hmm. I don't know the, the shit that you notice when you listen to a song a hundred times. Um, this is also for me one of the BNL songs, which I think we had a couple of on um, Army as well, where the uh chorus did not stick with me at all did the chorus stick with you here uh
1: i could s- i can remember the chorus which is more than i could say for wind it
0: up um man wind it up you said it and i immediately wind it up or actually the first thing that popped up said <laughs> the first day popped in my head was gargle flimp blonde cheat i've been listening to a lot of that singlish version um yeah but i don't know serendipity is just like it's barely i don't the, the way they go all over the place with like serendipity <laughs> it's just like it's not interesting it's not catchy it's not single longable yeah. yeah i mean
1: i'm not I, i'm not defending that for sure it's not this isn't one of their best songs and i don't i i'm I'm curious to see how the rest of the album unfolds. Like I want to come back and like touch on this and be like, huh, interesting. Yeah. So remember this for when you resequence everything Well, you're just going to go, uh, you're just going to ignore this and put in different songs. I sure will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, there is no B side. So I am going to just hack and slash my way through these albums with a machete.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I want you to, I want to like do a set of challenge for you to build an album around serendipity where it, it, uh, And you can include any song from anyone. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Build a mixtape around (laughs) serendipity and uh, put this in the prime position of place and make it good.
0: Okay. All right. Serendipity. So, like, what is a prime position? Like, track two or three? Um, I don't know. I think just however you want to put it, you Damn.
1: can lead up to it. You can you can just put in a bunch of like really really shitty songs so that when serendipity <laughs> finally comes
0: around, you're, everyone's like, okay, this is this isn't bad. See, that's what serendipity needs to do is hang around with its ugly friends, and then it needs to it needs to be on a really <laughs> shit. If the rest of this album is fucking shitty, great because that means serendipity <laughs> is gonna slide into pole position for me, <laughs> which would be fine. I don't know. Yeah,
1: what if what if uh, is uh, just. <laughs> Just utter garbage, <laughs> and then you have to put serendipity
0: <laughs> on the resequence. What if my resequence is just "Very Good Ladies Are Me"? Just like front to back, I didn't include any of our men. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do want to do like I think we should both have to do this for all songs forever from now on because I feel like we're gonna need it. Is we need a shining light for every song from now on? We need to say something that we really, really enjoyed. Um, was there? A- I already did. What, what's the what, what? was the thing that stood out to you? Did I forget it?
1: No, yeah, I, I talked about how I liked the sparse guitar, even though you didn't like right. it. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the I enj- I just enjoyed the feel of it. It's, it was like an easy breezy song, which reminded me sort of an easy breezy summer re- relationship. Like, they feel so intense at the time, but looking back on them, you're like, oh, okay, that was a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. That's that is fun. I. I do like. God. See, I get so fucking deep in my head on these that I don't even like... You're right. It has a c- interesting feel. It's very metaphorically and taken as a big picture. It's nice. But mm-hmm. fucking when you put that magnifying glass up to any part of it, you see that the stitches are falling apart and the construction is bad. And it's just like...
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not like... I mean, songs are not fractals, right? We're not like digging down, getting self-similarity across all like... If you, if you dig down to the sentence level, you can pull apart pretty much any song. Like, I mean, the BNL is a great band, but they're not like, they're not going to be the band that a thousand years from now that people are like worshiping on an, on an altar or anything. But, but
0: like, I dare you to like, dig into one week and try to find anything wrong with it. It's perfect.
1: Have you heard our one it's, week episode? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot <laughs> where we just, where Justin, you and I just went through line by line and made fun
0: of it. That's right. I do remember now. Yeah, yeah. That would that turned off sure. <laughs> Um Kev's my my shining light is when when Kev says that second to fill that you already talked about. <laughs> it's so in indi- to fill like <laughs> he's really giving it that diva spice that that line needs. To- yeah. Um, and i thought it was very sweet there's a cool little thai drum fill before it and like i i don't know i like that um, i didn't mind the uh i didn't
1: mind the uh, um fuck i forgot what it was what's the part of the song that isn't the, like the rest of the song the bridge the bridge yeah i don't know why that just it left my head uh the, i like the bridge had sort of like a beach boys vibe to it like a little like summer fun sort of uh yeah thing.
0: you're calling that the hit my stride part right
1: no, the uh, with you when the coldest season came, making room for something new, good for you, good for me.
0: I thought. Oh, that's th- that's the chorus. Good for you, good for me, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, then I guess the chorus has a Beach Boys vibe, is
0: what I meant to say. Yeah, I could hear that. Yeah, it kind of is kind of Beach Boysy. I mean, it's not really like. I'm dumb, dumb, dumb around. I get around
1: <laughs> like. Yeah, but it's more like um. I don't know. Just the, just the. I know that the the BNL does harmonies, and they've been compared to the. We've compared them to the Beach Boys many times. Sure, sure. So I think that I think that that was sort of intentional to right. sort of take a take a take a page from that.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, there are there are some weird Kev isms in this song um, that I just always struggle with, um, and one of them is just his cadence. His cadence is so wild to me, like. Mm-hmm when he does stuff like um you know if i had a reason i would share it with you <laughs> like, <laughs> if i had a good reason i would share it with you just, it's so and then later he does the same with uh for me to share with you <laughs> like i can't he has strange long pauses just like, again, we are, this song is purely uh, uh, dipping into Kevin's head and seeing what comes out, all of his eccentricities. It just amazes me how little it feels like anyone else touched this song. I know that they're giving everybody like a little more space Mm -hmm. and a little more, uh, you know, opportunity to do what they want to do on this album, but it's wild to me how much this feels like, Kevin's baby that nobody else was even like just do what you want bud I don't know it seems strange to me because I feel like a lot of other songs definitely feel like the brainchild of like if Ed has it this way like it would sound Mm -hmm. like this if Steve would have had it it would have sounded like this but instead we sound like a weird mixture of the two and I wonder if Mm -hmm. that's just a push-pull between Ed and Steve being the two kind of front men so you know they they have this natural kind of like tug of war going on whereas Kev just kind of ducks under it and I have a song.
1: I th- yeah, I think that, that for me, that my, my take on it is that Kev and Jim are so musically divergent from the the main BNL canon, like the the Steve and Ed dufecta. Yeah. That like there's nothing Steve nor Ed could have done to this song. Sure. Ed's like like Ed's like, I don't know, uh put a country riff in. <laughs> and Steve's like, I don't know, why don't you be a shitty boyfriend? <laughs> and Kev's, Kev's like, Well, I kinda was, but you know, like it just kind of worked out like I, it wasn't because I was like being bad or I was bad. I just I didn't know what to do because neither of us did. We were 15 like that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So Steve was like, all right, fuck it.
0: <laughs> I'm moving on to whoa, fucking whatever song I wrote. Running out of ink. Like, Yeah, I could I could hear that, I guess. I'm moving on to whatever song I wrote. <laughs> What's it called? Um, The solo in this song is obviously on purpose, but they're like they're out of tune notes in it. didn't it was wild wild to me purely Kev do you think do you think they fucked up there too I think screwed up
1: I think they had <laughs> they screwed up a they're lot. like
0: we have an hour left in the studio we have an hour of studio time left we need to just do one more song let's just get something out there and they, Do you think that like, or
1: Kevin like uh, all the other BNL boys are asleep? Kevin sneaks down, <laughs> records this whole song by himself, and then slips it into track number one.
0: Yes, that's exactly what happened. Oh my god, it's even it's in a different font on the back of the album. Like <laughs> he took a sharpie and wrote it into each of the uh, the the, the, the uh, track list things. Um, yeah, I did. I but like.
1: Oh god. As a full album, as like the as like a double album, which is I like what I'm imagining this was supposed to be. Yeah. This would be the middle of the album right yeah so i think that that's where this belongs yeah very much so
0: yeah 100 percent but unfortunately i wish they would have released it that way but they made a conscious choice because before they had released these albums they were like maybe we'll do a double album i don't know maybe we'll just have a bunch of b-sides and then they decided to just release two albums within six months of each other fucking wild again a wild decision but these i'm curious as to how
1: that that works like uh like marketing wise yeah and Whether it actually, it it doesn't obvious, I don't think it did because I don't see a lot of people releasing albums back to back six months apart.
0: And especially they made the fucking Nintendo mistake, which is like they released the Wii, one of the biggest consoles of all time. And then they released the Wii U, which was one of the worst selling consoles of all time because a lot of older people didn't know what the fuck it was. They thought it was like an add on for the Wii. Like if you went Mm -hmm. to a store and you saw Barenaked Ladies are me and you bought it and then you saw Barenaked Ladies are me and... And it had very similar <laughs> cover art. Like if I were just scanning the shelves, I wouldn't even be like, oh shit, a new Bannock and ladies album. Like they fucked up in every conceivable way with the release of this album. <laughs> I I'm not afraid to say it. You fucked up, Kevin coward. Come on our show. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you leave
1: Kevin alone or we're going to have some serious. All words, right. My friend.
0: All right. I'm sorry. Um, and I also like the call and answer of called serendipity during the last chorus. I thought that was cool. <laughs> <Back for you. laughs> But honestly, I think that's all I had about this song. Did you have any other notes about it or anything?
1: Yeah, it was just my, it was basically, it's been my, it's my least favorite Hearn song so far. Yeah. I'm sure I'll have more opportunities to dislike Hearn <laughs> songs, and I still liked it okay. Um, like, I was just thinking of, you know, places you worked. What was the worst? Did you ever work
0: in fast food? No, I worked in a, a restaurant, but not in fast food. Ugh. No, but the restaurant I was very bad at. I was a busboy who constantly spilled shit. I was, I was very like, did not clean tables correctly. <laughs> the owners of the restaurant were my parents' friends and like they had a talk with my parents and my parents were like, Hey, you need to, they're not going to fire you, but you need to like quit. I think they don't want to hurt oh, you. Wow. Fa- like I was really bad at that job. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like, how do you clean a table wrong?
0: Like, I don't know. I just sucked. I wasn't very careful with it. I would just, like, I don't know, like, get crumbs on the floor and everywhere, and they would have to come in a vacuum. Like, I fucking... I was just a dumb shit kid. I was bad at it. Mm. So, I don't know. What was your... Did you have fast food experience?
1: No, no. I worked in a kitchen. Same thing. Yeah. uh, Just running running food, basically. So, I, they would take the orders, and I would bring the orders out. Okay. That was pretty much it. So, um, if... If you could have a summer relationship with any fast food mascot, who would it be?
0: (laughs) Really quickly, I just want to state that I had that job around the same time I dated that girl that summer, which was just Uh a real weird and bad time in my life, as you can maybe (laughs) tell from those two stories. Um, If I could date any fast food mascot, fuck, I think it's gonna have to be Jack from Jack in the Box. In the Box? Yeah. Because like, uh, I, I mean... He, he! after that whole, uh, what was it, Ebola thing that killed people in Columbus, I believe. Uh, do you remember this? No. Jack in the Box uh, had like a Chipotle level fucking meltdown where they gave a bunch oh, of wow. people uh, E. coli. Did I say Ebola at first? I think I did. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, that's why I was like, I was confused. I'm <laughs> like, I don't remember that.
0: But like, they gave a bunch of people E. coli, but... Uh, and I believe it was in Columbus. I might be wrong, but people died from it. Unlike Chipotle. They didn't just get sick. They fucking died. Um, are oh, are wow. you, lo- I see the scrolling in your glasses. Are you looking up the story right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I right? Was it in Ohio?
1: Yeah, it was in Columbus. Okay. Ebola. But, yeah.
0: and, and Jack, the mascot, like when they were like coming back number one, I'm amazed that Jack in the box survived the, uh, Uh, something like that but jack there was a commercial where he like fucking blew up the board of directors which was great Mm -hmm. he like exploded a floor of an office building and he was like we're starting over we're a different jack so he's like he's fucking wild he's crazy he's mysterious he's not somebody you would want to settle down with for a long-term relationship but for a summer fling fuck Mm -hmm. i want to get on the back of jack's motorcycle and have him take me wherever he wants to go what's under that mask who the fuck knows he's a wild man Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it excites wow. me just thinking about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh who would you date if?
1: You know, I'm tempted to see to say Burger King, the Burger King king. <laughs> but he's he's just like I feel like a summer relationship like you'd get to like be on his yacht and like I mean the only thing like he'd he'd creep the fuck out of you but like you'd be living the high life but I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can get, every, I can get all that by dating Mayor McCheese. So I think I'm gonna go with Mayor McCheese.
0: <laughs> Mayor McCheese is a good answer.
1: And I think Mayor McCheese is less creepy than the Burger King King. Yeah. Like his thing is he likes creeping shit out.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because Burger King is very terrifying. I don't, I don't think he would be fun or interesting. I think he would be weird. Um. But Mayor McCheese, it feels like you could bilk him out of a lot of money. So if they like he's the, he's the you could misappropriate funds from um, McDonald's land. Um you guys could go on his fucking yacht. You'd have a really good time for a summer. But see, that's the problem is I think Mayor McCheese is probably looking for somebody to spend his life with cuz he's fucking is yeah. getting up there like so I don't know. I don't think that uh that you would have a I think he would try to pressure you into he would propose to you. Are you okay with that, Ev?
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to see how we hit it off. But I mean, I might, it depends on how far along I think he is. Like if he's got like a couple of years to live, I could wait that out and then become like inherit the McDonald land fortune. Sure.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad at all. But you know what? Who might give you the same feeling for, uh, you know, more of a summer romance is Mac tonight. Long John Silver. Oh, Mac tonight. (laughs) uh, He still got the McDonald land fortune, but do you remember Mac tonight? uh we've talked about it before and oh, i Jesus. didn't remember it then and i still don't remember it <laughs> okay never mind but uh, yeah i think those are all good answers i like it i like it all did
1: cool. you know that they retired ronald mcdonald back in 2016
0: what no i've seen him since then i'm sure he's,
1: well they've been slow like he's there he's not in commercials anymore really yeah and they um he doesn't come out in public like they might still have like the the mcdonald's like like the little benches you can sit on next to him. Yeah. But uh, they don't have him. He's not out and about anymore. And out, he's definitely not out front. Um, it was basically 2016 a response to all those like creepy clown sightings oh, back in 2016. Yeah. Remember that?
0: Wow. Remember how and, quickly uh, we forgot about that? Jesus. Yeah. Horrifying. And time. like,
1: um, they there was like a lot of bad publicity with like the childhood obesity, obesity epidemic and like thinking that hey, a clown targets children specifically for fatty food. Yeah. And so they they're like you know. We're just gonna put good old Ronnie out to pasture.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good choice. Oh man, what a what a bummer! Because I, you know, Ronald, good memories, good thoughts, good feelings. Well, of
1: course, yeah. I mean, you got nostalgia for Ronnie because they targeted you as a child.
0: That's probably true. I don't. Do you have chlorophobia? I don't really feel a, a a clown fear.
1: I'm not afraid of clowns per se, but I do not like them.
0: I have a bad. My strongest memory of a clown is when I was like two and my parents took me to the circus. I'm telling lots of childhood stories today. And they took
1: then the clown took the shoe off and you were like, he what the fuck? He took that shoe off and you hated it. Have I told and
0: this story? And then he story? tried to
1: like he, oh he pretended to eat your foot or something?
0: No. Have I told the story on the cast? I feel really no, dumb. No, I'm uh,
1: I'm 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 getting a psychic uh <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, he, he, to read your surface he, thoughts. He took my stinky. Shoe- he didn't even Oh, stinky. And you hated it. I started yes. crying yes, yes, so yes, hard. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: wow. Cool. Great. Now I feel like a super double douchebag. It might've been on one of our hidden episodes. One of our episodes. We never released. <laughs> that yet, does, that checks out. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, in any case, great. Are we, uh, uh <laughs> are we ready to rate this
1: song? One of my good friends as a kid's dad <laughs> was like a part-time clown. Uh-huh. And he would, like, do acts for us. And I remember finding them fucking hilarious in, uh, as, like, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, seven-year-old. And, and, like, slowly becoming less enamored with clowns Yeah. until finally he did. But he was, like, a, a lot of clowns do magic, too. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's where you want to go with a clown. Yeah, there is a lot of crossover, isn't there? Yeah. And, like, the Cirque du Soleil clowns are fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're fun. I like that. I like, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen, I've only ever seen one Cirque du Soleil, Uh, but uh, and I don't know if it had clowns. Clowns aren't really a staple in Cirque, are they?
1: They are. They are definitely a staple. Really? Oh, shit. I've never seen a Cirque show without clowns. Wow. And I've only, I mean, I've seen like four or five Cirque shows. I used to be really into it, but then I kind of didn't have money anymore Sure. I had a kid, so I haven't gone to see any Cirque shows. Sure. That checks out. They're pretty fun. Yeah. Next time it comes to Columbus, I'll take you. My treat.
0: Thanks, bud. Wow. Those are expensive tickets, Mr. Fucking Moneybags. No money without a kid. Oh well. Okay, then I guess you can pay your way. You can pay your own way then. <laughs> Trying to do something Whoops. nice for my friend gets thrown back in my face. <laughs> my B. Ev, uh, let's go ahead and. Your B, re- indeed. Let's rate this song. No, we can't rate
1: this song because we don't know what this song's really about.
0: That's true. We'd have to have Kevin on to rate this song. We can't rate this song fairly without the mind himself. Should we just yes. give up on rating the
1: song? No, what I was trying to get at is I have our different read for this. So oh song please! Oh shit!
0: Oh my god! Ev, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. Yes. You know, I
1: was I was super tempted to just let you forge ahead <laughs> and like that let that not be a thing anymore because these like these like out of ballpark reads are probably take up as much time for me to research and plan out as the entire rest of the song. <laughs> so that would be cutting like an hour out of my pre- prep time. Oh, what a delight oh, it would be for you. Super tempted.
0: Oh, but no, unfortunately, yeah. you have
1: to. So. Basically, it came to me it was it's a pretty easy it's a pretty easy transition because blam, romantic comedies. Right. right? And I can't you, you got on me for not using movies. We can't use movies anymore. Uh-huh. We still gotta have we still gotta have romance, right? We okay. still gotta have a little bit of comedy because these are basically the same album, right? Okay. So what blends romance and a little bit of comedy, maybe? Who knows? Um how about Dating Sims?
0: Dating Sims. Oh, I like that. Okay, so video games. Dating, dating Sim games? Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, I love... This is going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. So this one is full Boyfriend. <laughs> no. This one is Camp W. What is Camp W all about? Camp W is
1: about a summer relationship romance slash friendship game. Okay. You play as either Liliandra or Lysandra, a witch from the witching realm of Coventry, who stumbles on a magical portal that takes you to summer camp. And you oh try boy. and you uh, basically um, the gist of it is you try and you try to navigate friendships and relationships uh, in in a summer camp. Um, and there's a mechanical timer that that tracks down. Basically, it's it's more of a uh, um, visual novel. Okay. Than a, than a dating sim, sure, but there sure. are. I mean, you're, you're managing relationship points, and it's not necessarily romance because you're still kind of on the younger side.
0: So you're already like taking a couple divergences from your dating sim uh, initial supposition here. There's
1: some dating in here. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. All right.
1: Hey, bugaboo. So Go there's some mysterious. There's some mysterious happenings around the uh, uh, camp, and uh, basically you're just sort of like walking on coals, like the narrator in the song, trying to balance relationships and. Uh, um, So you're basically, you're also trying to um, figure out some mysteries around camp Mm -hmm. and befriend other campers and uh, counselors and, and, you know, a little bit of romance there. Um, So you're, but the thing is, you're also a witch. Or a wizard. Actually, okay. I think you're a witch, either you're a boy or a girl. But um, so you occasionally disappear. You're gone without a good reason. And people are like, where, what's going on? Because you came through a portal and you occasionally flash back to Coventry, the witching realm. Oh, okay. So people are like, what's going on? Um, and uh, you're sort of walking on these coals, trying to balance relationships and whatnot. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's basically, it's a pretty easy read, pretty straightforward. I mean, for me, summer is summer camp, right? That's sure. Because I went to summer camp I remember saving up my paper route money to go to summer camp for a week sure. uh, when I was a kid. And then as soon as I became like 15, I started working at said summer camp. Sure. And then I just worked, worked at every summer at that summer camp when I wasn't at the farm working with the cows, like basically the whole summer. Right, so that's right. just, just, that's just a uh, summer camp, summer serendipity. Okay. <laughs> there no more no, no, love love Pull back, pull back, no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. So, but anyway, yeah, if the if the Iliander or Lysander could only hit their stride, they'd make it back to the other side. Back to Coventry. I sure um so
0: anyway. Oh good. Um interesting. I really love the art style. I looked it up as you were talking yeah. and it's neato. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. All right, maybe I'll go pick that up on Steam tonight. I got time now. We're in quarantine. It's all good. Um, all right, Ev, let's get around. Be nice. Let's get around. I actually don't have time. I only have time because my uh, my uh, sob story, who cares? My partner was furloughed, so now we're both around the house, so I have a lot more time. Uh, not mm-hmm. great. Not good, but <laughs> we have more time. Um, all right, let's get around. Jesus Christ. What a downer I just put on the end of this episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> let's rate this song. <gasps> Uh, Evan, as you know, this song uh, is rated on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked this song is, the better it is. The more clothed this song is, the worse. So as usual, we'll start it off with you, my friend. How did you feel about this song? At the summer camp I worked
1: at, it was a YMCA camp, so it had heavy Christian overtones. Okay. Um, They did this service called Candlelight. At the end of every week, all the kids would get together and they had like a little pseudo service and you would have all these different color candles and they represented different virtues like humility or service or like bravery and things like that and the kids would go up and light their candles but um the during the whole like the end of the ceremony as you're going up to light your candle there was these two counts camp, camp counselors as in every camp uh with guitars and they were singing but they were a couple and they had very good voices and they were singing songs and i remember as a kid hearing them sing the most beautiful song I had ever heard in my life. Um, and I don't, and I, I remember going back summer after summer, trying to listen for them to sing this song again. I didn't know what it was called. And this was pre-internet or the early stage of the internet. And I didn't have internet access because we didn't have a computer or anything. So I'm trying to figure out what this song is or what it is. And finally it's, you know, 18 years later when I'm working, probably not 18, but 10 years later when I'm working at the camp, I finally heard it again. It was One Tin Soldier. It was an old 1970s, like a uh, silly song. And I just remember, you know, you know, like when you're a kid and you like lock in on something. Yeah. I did that. It was that. And then Aerosmith's Cryin' were my two <laughs> songs that I just like, I don't know why, but they both of those really hit me. I, I remember staying up really late to watch Aerosmith on SNL and they did Cryin' and I just. I locked into that song, and I had so many mondegreens because I just remember singing it to myself because I didn't have access to the CD sure, or whatever. Sure, sure. So anyway, this is the moment at Candlelight when I hear that when I think that the song's about to be played. I'm sitting there. I'm in this like I'm in my uh, summer stuff, so I'm wearing probably it's well it's probably early aughts, so I'm in like fucking cargo shorts, um, a long sleeve shirt because it's a little cold and we're not, right near the lake, so um, cold air coming off. Also, there's skeeters. You don't want to you don't want to expose those arms or whatnot. Sure. Uh, I probably got a hat on, uh, um, glasses, sandals. Um, So uh, my my calves are bare. My arms are bare. And I'm like, God, I cannot fucking wait to hear Hidden Sun. I want to hear Hidden Sun. I want to hear either Hidden Sun or Vanishing. And then they strike the fucking chord and they're like, Colin Serendipity. And and I just feel my heart just sink in my chest. It's not a bad song. They got a beautiful singing voice. It's a decent song, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I just file out of the uh, the chapel in the woods and go stand in line with my kids who are yelling at me and being assholes. Cool.
0: That's fun. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> this song for me, um, I am, it is December, and uh, I have to shovel the driveway because we just had a big snowfall the previous night. So I layer up, you know, I get my snowsuit on, I get my heavy pants, I get my sweatshirt, I get my gloves, I get my ski mask, all that stuff. And I take my shovel and I go out and I start to just shovel the driveway and I'm shoveling and I'm shoveling. Um, And, um, you know, during these quarantine times, it's kind of neat because we are actually starting to meet all of our neighbors um mm-hmm. and across the street there's a kid who is uh just slightly maybe a couple months older than my son so i look forward to the day when they can play together but uh that feeds into my story which is why i'm telling you this uh, i look up as i'm shoveling this driveway uh mm-hmm. and um and i i realize that the house across the street is is on fire and i'm like oh my god and like i see the 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 parents are exiting the house and they're coughing and they're saying oh no oh no we've got to go back in we've got to get our son we have to get our son and, uh, but they can't, they say, I'm so scared of the fire. I can't do it. I I'm, so, I'm scared more than I love my son. And I say, <laughs> don't worry, I can do this. And I throw it on my snow shovel and I barrel into their house and I grab their little boy and I'm, I'm inhaling all this smoke and I'm getting burnt, but I, I come out and I fall onto the snow and I, I have their son and I pass out and then I wake up and I wake up and I realize I'm just sweating and, and I look over, and my partner's right there, and she says, Oh, my God, he's awake. He's awake. And nurses rush into the room, and I realize I'm in a hospital. And and I go, What, what mm-hmm. happened? What's going on? And she says, You've been in a coma for six months. One week. <laughs> for one week. Week. Uh, no, because now it's the summer. And I look out the window in this hospital room, and it's beautiful. It's glorious. I can hear the birds singing. The sun is shining. But I realize I'm sweating because – this snowsuit has like they never they never changed They couldn't. It. it it melded to my skin and they couldn't cut it off for fear that I would bleed out. So now I have this parts of it have melted away. Parts of mm-hmm. it so you can see some of my bare skin. But a lot of my skin, probably 80% of my skin is now snowsuit. Just molded onto there forever this this bulky plastic uh vinyl snowsuit is part of me now and always will be even in the hot I remember the cold. Um, and I'll never truly be comfortable again so long as serendipity is in my life. <laughs> just keep living your dreams. Love Slippery Jeff. Love Slippery Jeff. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done A Bare Naked Ladies Podcast.
1: <laughs> Hi, Evan. Hi. Evan. Do you have, I'm, I'm standing. Abs- I'm trying to remain absolutely still except for my mouth.
0: You just moved your eyes and you're blinking a lot.
1: No, that's part of my mouth. I'm talking whole, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing hole related. All my holes will be allowed to move, but nothing else.
0: <laughs> That's part of my mouth in reference to your eyes, is the, the best thing you could have said.
1: Your eyes take in light, like your mouth takes in air and food and water.
0: Sure. Um, your skin takes in uh, things that you put on it, like like you know nutrients and stuff.
1: Yeah, and pores breathe too. So I guess I can move my entire body because it's all mouths. It's true.
0: <laughs> You're just we're all <laughs> just of... composed of mouths. We're mouths all the way we're down. We're
1: all holes. You... Yeah, we're holes all the way down.
0: Fuck, we are. That's deep, and I think that's what Lewis Sakar was trying to say in the book Holes. Uh, a lot of people don't really get that. When I was little, I fucking loved Louis Sackar because his name was Sackar. That's it? I mean, I mean, Wayside School was fucking hilarious, too. Oh, yeah.
1: Fucking loved Wayside uh, I love me some Wayside School. Those
0: were great. I love those books so much.
1: I'm kind of afraid with all those children's books, like Goosebumps, Wayside School, like all the shit that I read as a kid, I'm kind of afraid it won't hold up. And I know it won't hold up because they're kids' books. Right. So, like... It's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. But also, I'm really excited to read them. Like right now, I'm, we read to my son a lot. Right. But like, they're super duper boring books. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I under- well, what what, and, what are you reading that is boring?
1: Well, it's not that it's boring. It's just that we're reading it a hundred times.
0: Oh, sure, sure, sure. Very simple books. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's better for you. One day
1: after Sunday lunch, Sam's sister wanted more to munch. She, I
0: could just A to I've gotten B, to the point. And B told C. I,
1: <laughs> well, I've gotten to the point where I can look out the window, turn the pages and still kind of just just skim the book. And I, I, I'm sure every parent has gotten to that point. Oh, but, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah,
1: because he goes through po- th- th- favors. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, Grandangle. Are we talking about we're- anything? Shel Silverstein.
0: Shel Silverstein. Oh, Sidewalk Ends. My God, what a great book. Oh, man. Shel Silverstein was a uh, a legend when I was young. I would read his books over and over and over again. Good shit. Um, Ev, you know what else? God,
1: remember the fucking uh, book fair?
0: God, yes. Uh, well, buddy, I hate to tell you, but I work at a school, so I don't remember it. I live it.
1: Yeah, but it's probably, like, I don't think there's any way to properly recapture just the joy that I felt upon walking into a elementary school book fair You'll, as a kid. Yes,
0: and I I always hate to be that, like, back in my day kind of guy but nowadays mm-hmm. at book fair you can it's it's books of course but probably like 50% <laughs> books and the other 50% is like novelties like they sell like little goofy toys and like calendars uh. and
1: Why would you call it a book fair then? I mean, yeah. Call it a a fair of things. Yeah,
0: a thing fair. That's smart. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I bought a lot of great uh, Nintendo novelizations at book fairs back in the day. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember the Castlevania novelization? I think that was my favorite. I
0: don't think I read. That one may have been too scary Uh, for me. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Was it spooky? I just remember. No.
1: No, I just, I don't remember much. The only thing I remember about it is at one point, Simon Belmont gets like injured and there's like a floating like electronic not electronic but like um like neon heart and he grabs it and presses it to his chest and it heals him.
0: <laughs> I, and I'm like
1: that's really weird.
0: I really wish that they would have to have like Nintendo was like you cannot diverge from the story at all. So like Simon jumped on the stairs, he went up the stairs, he saw a candelabra, he hit the candelabra, he walked forward.
1: <laughs> like, Simon jumped on the stairs, he went up the stairs, he started going down the stairs for a little bit but then turned around <laughs> and went back up the stairs.
0: He, he cursed quietly to himself trying to manage these stairs.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, went, he he knelt upon the platform trying to go down the stairs but he wasn't kneeling in the exact right place so he couldn't go down the stairs. <laughs>
0: I do. I have I, one of those books has survived my childhood. And it's like uh, maybe kindergarten, first grade level book about uh, Mario and uh, him trying to escape a dungeon that Bowser put him in. And I was I rediscovered it before my son was born. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to read this with him. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I brought it back. We put it in his nursery. And then just the other day, I was like, let me flip through this. And it's so pornographic (laughs) it is just mario's dick is so just disgustingly textured he has too many veins in that thing
1: (laughs) it has a mustache
0: (laughs) yeah he 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 fucking carved his his dick hair into a little mario mustache on the bottom too it's cool i guess it -hmm. provides an interesting visual but no it's just boring it sucks none of those books are ever gonna be we're all rose-colored glasses all the way down well, yeah, but I
1: mean, you're reading them to your kid who's also going to be not smart. <laughs> I guess
0: that's true, yeah. <laughs> when they're a kid, yeah. Everybody's dumb.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you're literally as stupid as you're going to be when you're a kid, right? Fuck. Presumably. You're not going to get stupider.
0: Yeah, 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 unless there's some horrible brain accident.
1: Yeah, yeah, barring that, or barring, like, you subscribing to some sort of, like... Extreme ideology. You're probably going to know more about the world and be wiser than you were, I, which is what keeps which is what keeps me going.
0: Even if I, I was in an extreme ide- ideology, I would still know what like what gravity was and like not to wave mm-hmm. a stick around because it's going to hit me in the eye. So even that, even <laughs> if I were a Scientologist, I feel like I would still be smarter than I am as a baby. Fair enough. All right. You know who else? Who else is smarter than they were <laughs> as babies? <laughs> uh that would be interstitial our hearts intertwined that's a group of people that are smarter than babies isn't that amazing it's wheels riley joe and jory um and it's uh those four playing interstitial our hearts intertwined which is riley's now finished kingdom hearts inspired powered by the apocalypse tabletop r p g Um, It's a system, and uh, these four folks play it. (laughs) They're playing it. (laughs) That's what they do. Uh, (laughs) Don't make fun of me.
1: And they record it as they play.
0: (laughs) And they release it as a podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Um, on the orange groves. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, and it people fucking go wild over this show. People love Interstitial. Um, and it's actually, as soon as I. Name f- three of them Jamie, my mommy, and a puppy I saw earlier today. I saw that same fucking puppy. So yeah, cute. he was going
1: crazy for Interstitial.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be. Puppy with that
1: big fucking pair of headphones on. And
0: <laughs> oh. yeah, a Mario mustache carved into his dick fur. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be my next uh, uh, actual play listen once I'm done with uh, all my podcasts that I'm catching up with right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. And I'm gonna see how good it is. Um, Ebo, you should listen to it as well. I can't stand actual play podcasts. All right. This has been another great commercial for the Orange <laughs> Groves.
1: No, I'm sure it's fine. I just can't stand any actual. No, play I podcasts. know. I know. Like even the ones that are like flag bearers for actual play, like played way too many games to, uh, I don't know. People's ticks bother me. I feel you.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Um, anyway, this one won't bother anybody. So go listen to it on the Orange Groves, especially
1: a puppy with big old
0: hearing aids. Oh, <laughs> And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in this way too long episode when we spin this wheel and figure out what we're going to do today. Jesus, this is where we would normally be ending an episode. If I had a million dollars, how would the narrator of this song spend a million dollars? Jesus, you Ooh. give a high school kid a million dollars. A million
1: dollars, yeah. Fuck. I, we're like like a Frankie Muniz situation. He, gets in, he becomes like a race car driver and then gets into a wreck and then, like, loses most of his memories.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. What a horrifying situation. Yeah, that's sad. Do you remember the movie Blank Check?
1: Yes. Okay. That's why I went to Frankie Muniz.
0: Isn't Blank Check with Frankie Muniz in it? No, that's, uh, of course, starring Brian Bonsall. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to tell you, but that's who's in it. No, Frankie Muniz was in Malcolm in the Middle. You know that. I know that, but, like, he wasn't in a movie like that. I don't think so. Are you looking it up? I don't know. But, no, he was not in yeah. Blank Check. But I'm just wondering what the kid in Blank Check bought, right? Like, what? obviously, that was, like, 1991, and a million dollars was 1994, a lot more money back then. But I think mm-hmm. like he didn't he put like a McDonald's in his house or some shit like that kid went nuts for for uh <laughs> you know, for a million dollars. That seems that seems like a lot. Um
1: what could a kid do I bet McDonald's would open in your house for a million dollars? I bet you could franchise a McDonald's in your house for a million dollars. Yeah,
0: you could franchise That'd probably
1: take all of it, right? And
0: it would never make the money back. So yeah, you're you're fucked after that. Right? Like
1: Yeah, I mean you could just have mcdonald's anytime you want that would i don't know why you need to put it in your house it is
0: no more than a mile from you no matter wherever you are in the world
1: but the kid in blank check was like 10 though right he wasn't like 15
0: yeah so okay so let's set this in 2020 so uh
1: yeah i feel like a 15 year old would spend it on like prostitutes and booze
0: yeah yeah i think he would spend it all on v bucks which is the currency in fortnite so he would just spend he would have the fucking most (laughs) blinged out fortnite character on earth um, but yeah, I don't know what else would you buy if you were 15 nowadays? Ev, let's put 15 year old Evan in the current day.
1: Um, I'd probably buy let's see, I'm 15, spreading my wingos, just getting my learner's permit. I'd probably buy a car for when I learned how to drive for
0: sure. Yeah,
1: um, I would almost and this is this is I get a million dollars. The premise is you get a million dollars, your parents are incapable of finding out about it, sure. Yes, so so like. You have to spend it. You can't just be like, well, I put it away and save it because that's probably what I would have done. You
0: w- Oh, but, that's so responsible. Were you really that responsible? Well, I,
1: I feel like I would spend like $100,000 of it and that would be literally everything I could possibly want yeah, forever. that's
0: probably true. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think I would buy a bunch of like video games and video game systems because I was hopelessly starved for those as a kid. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: I would get a nice tea. Like I would bling out my room. I would get... But the thing is, this isn't me. This is Kevin Hearn. Okay, okay, um,
0: you're you're right. Yeah, it's the narrator of this song, and it is. But to your point, one of my uh, things that I do is I have my kids, my students, do uh, keep a spreadsheet, and they have to spend fifty thousand dollars online, mm-hmm. and they're always like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna buy," it. and then they spend like fifteen thousand, and they're like, "I don't know what else. To, I've I <laughs> bought everything I could dream of." <laughs> Um, so yeah, okay. So Kevin Hearn, as a child, we know that he loves new shirts. We know- not
1: Kevin Hearn, the the, name, the narrator of this song, Kevin Hearn. This this version of Kev. Sure. Do you think he would try to win her back?
0: I don't think he wants to. Right? It's serendipity that they broke up.
1: Uh, hey, um, I know you work at this Dairy Queen. Um, do you want to meet the owner? <laughs> he's standing right in front of you <laughs> i just franchised this dairy queen it's in my house now Oh god god that'd be horrible franchise the dairy queen that she works at move it inside
0: your house oh god oh what a nightmare she w- yeah that's horrible she could quit i mean i don't know yeah i've also raised your salary to 42 dollars an hour fuck yeah never mind she can't quit <laughs> um so putting a dairy queen in your house yeah i think that's easy um I think, yeah, you would just want to impress this girl. So whatever you could do to impress this girl. So probably a car is in the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, franchising d- it. His
1: best, his best shirt's going to get a level up. Like, what do you think his best shirt was at the time? It's
0: a, I think it's probably a button down. It's a blue and orange bowling shirt that he's borrowing from his dad that he always thought looked snazzy, but he in fact looks like a fucking doofus. Now, what does his best shirt look like? It's a blue and orange bowling shirt, except he's dipped it in bronze. He can't move any of his extremities. (laughs) He is perfectly still at all times, just like you with your, uh, just his holes can move. (laughs) His holes can move.
1: Do you like like this shirt? It was the Pope's shirt.
0: (laughs) That's a possibility. Yeah, maybe he buys the Pope's hat too the sweet hat. this was
1: brad pitt's shirt in an interview with the vampire
0: oh shit yeah he probably finds out what band she's into and gets like a home show uh, for like lfo like yeah lfo's playing in my backyard tonight i don't know you want to come um i don't know i don't i don't know you want to come uh, <laughs> he's shy don't don't fucking rag on him um yeah i don't know i think he would just try to impress her which is very sad but i don't think there's one singular thing he would buy uh, Excalibur. Done, done. Maybe he gives her a million dollars. Oof. I don't know, fifty thousand at least. God, that's
1: so that's that's kind of rough. Cause like, what do you do when someone just gives you a million dollars and then just stands there like,
0: okay, what now? Oh, that's the ultimate in like, <laughs> I've put enough friendship coins in. Are you my girlfriend yet? <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But I don't see the narrator that way. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a good person. All right, so let's 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 jump in time. So this mm-hmm. this song was when he was fifteen. So let's pretend Correct. like he's uh, Kevin Hearn's age. In uh, I don't know. So like thirty. So what would he do with this money now? Do you think he would? Does he still think of this girl?
1: Donated to cancer research. Oh, oh, is he still like Facebook stalking this girl?
0: Oh yeah. Maybe she like owns a fucking like uh catering business now. And he puts in like an anonymous order for like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars worth of catering. Just sliders. Sli- yes. Because he knows that quarantine has been hard on the food industry in specific. Yeah, He's
1: like, he like throws a party and like, finds a finds a charity that she would be interested in yeah. and like hires her to cater the party and is like oh uh, surprise running I you here Sluzy, <laughs> Slugey. <laughs> Slu- yeah uh, yeah I think and he you're pretends right. not to remember her name you know because he's really into like the uh, um, uh, uh, pickup culture now sure gaslighting her artist.
0: Uh, so he's a fucking creep now so he used to be a so good these person.
1: sliders these sliders are really good but I had better ones at White Castle <laughs> yesterday
0: these sliders are great but They'd be even better if they were made by someone prettier. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. All right, so he spends a million dollars fucking undercutting this girl and making her feel like shit so that she'll date him. Cool. Great. Thanks, Kev, you fucking sleazy-ass bastard. (laughs) Come on our show, you coward. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ev, now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our farty little funk man. This is an email from our friend... The Crypto Naturalist. Oh, Jeeba Joba. indeed. The Crypto... Should I read it in his voice? I can't because you can try. he has a regular voice now, so I'll just read it my regular voice. <clears throat> he has a regular voice now. Read it <laughs> in his regular voice. <laughs> you did it. You have covered all BNL songs on the pod. You oh, thank God. You celebrated.
1: So Let me bask in this for a second. Years... Okay, okay. fine. Years pass, okay. so this is
0: your basking time. You begin to regrow the parts of you that were devoured by the cast. You feel joy returning to your life like a spiritual spring. Then it happens. Three years after finishing the pod, BNL releases a new album. Uh. Do you let it pull you back in? Do you invite a new winter of the soul into your lives? I love you and I worry about you. Jared, the crypto naturalist.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you, both Jared and the crypto naturalist. I know you're a separate people. We
0: love you and worry about you as well.
1: We do. We do. I always worry about you. My big boy. <laughs> Constantly
0: in a state of stress. Um, God,
1: I think for me, it would depend a hundred percent on whether Saker bullied me back into it.
0: <laughs> it's, if I stopped talking, if, if, if I never said like, Hey, what times this week are good for you tomorrow? Or, you know, I think you would never message me. Would you?
1: I would, because I feel a sense of obligation. Okay. Now. Okay. Okay. So I think that I would, I would message you and I would talk to you about it. Um, I think, though, this is like three years after the pod. I'm not going to know if a new... I promise you I will not know if BNL drops a new album. So you're going to have to bring it to my attention and like get on my fucking case about it and be like come on it'll be fun we'll just it's only 12 tracks it's only 14 tracks it's only 17 tracks including b-sides that's we could just bust through this in like three weeks and i'm like i don't know man i'm kind of into uh marbles now <laughs> like so are the bnl boys that's their new thing this is called
0: marble ball it's like it's like silver ball but with glass you know it's really cool i would 100% no i would 100% bully you into it Uh, yeah, without a doubt, I, I love it when people look at me and talk to me and say nice things about me and leave reviews. All I ever want is for people to look at me in my life, Ev. Uh, so yeah, whatever I can do to facilitate that. This is the, this is the medium you've chosen for that to, to to make that. Weird
1: choice, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like this is, this is like pushing a giant silver ball
0: uphill. (laughs) That's what I'm into. Well, actually I'm into pushing marbles uphill now. I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's the. New let's craze. pick a,
1: Let's pick something with a small, uh, but dedicated fandom, f- and we'll make sure that it's fifteen years after they peak. <laughs>
0: let's let's do that. What could we have done that would have gotten more notoriety? That isn't. I I am about to say that isn't like already a crowded marketplace. Knowing that bare naked ABCs fucking exists and we stole their fucking market share, which is shitty of us. So like, you know, it only came out one month before us. Yes, that's
1: true. Um, and I want to bet I want to bet that we were recording at the exact same time. That might be true, because so. we
0: did test episodes. Um, so, Evbo, then...
1: So we weren't derivative so much as pre-rivative.
0: Yes, we prevenged on them. <laughs>
1: we had an idea. They had an idea. They got to us. They got to it first. It was
0: in... What do they call it? The Collective Unconscious? Where, like... Zeitgeist. The zeitgeist. Yeah, you know, same thing. Everybody was thinking about the bare naked Ladies in early 2019. Call it serendipity. <laughs> Good for... You good for me, uh, not good for Evan. Um, but yeah. So yeah. so Ev, here's what I tell you: you're busy, I'm busy. We both have children. Uh, do you think we're friends three years from? So wait, hold on. This podcast. Pro- I hope so. This podcast ends in I don't know. We'll say summer of 2021, late summer, August. So 2024. I th- hope we're friends. I mean, I yeah. I certainly believe that we should be. Um. And if we're not, what did you do? Me. You think th- it's going to be you.
1: Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> if, if we're, if we're not friends, it's a hundred percent on God you. God
0: damn. Wow. <laughs> and give me your explanation for that. I want to hear it.
1: I don't know. What did you do? <laughs> I want to know what you did. Uh, no, I don't actually want to know. I, Cause it'd probably, be, it'd probably be pretty bad.
0: It would have to be for us to not be friends anymore. Yeah, you bit me, real hard. <laughs> That's the one thing that I have. like. Took a took a chunk out of my nose. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I don't know what fucking thing would we have. To... It doesn't. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. It's too that. Sad. Yeah, that, I, It made me sad. Yeah, me. In my we're, heart. We must be best friends forever, BFF. Um. So yeah, 100%. I would do it. And if I bullied you, would you be in?
1: Um. It depends. Uh. On how. busy i was but almost assuredly good
0: yeah we'll find the fucking time we'll find the yeah
1: i'd probably i'd probably put caveats on it like yeah we're only doing one episode a month or something like that
0: people would be out of their minds excited who (laughs) all of our fans all of them
1: baba hotep jorky (laughs) fucking losing knickers
0: I don't. He's Richard. Hey, speaking of, we had a fan uh, message us the other day uh, because they were so excited. Uh, our f- our friend Brian Dunn, he was Hi, like, Brian. he was like, hey, I am in the Winded Up fan video. And I was like, holy <gasps> fuck! Oh, wow. Yeah, he's the person who does the air guitar relay. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then he sent me another clip where he was like, also check this out. It's him on the Price Is Right. Uh, hmm. He's spinning the big wheel, uh, the showcase showdown wheel, and Drew was like, is there anybody you want to thank? And he goes, "Oh, you know, I'd like to thank my parents, I'd like to thank my friends, and I want to thank my heroes, Bernard Ladies and Weird Al Yankovic." <laughs> so, <laughs> he was just so he was he's he's the the super fan. So, thank you, Brian. And he's uh, Richard Dunn's grandson. Yes. absolutely. Um so he would be excited. Can I just say mm-hmm. that Brian Dunn would be uh, losing his mind if we came well, back? If uh if
1: if uh, if brian dunn i'll do it for brian <laughs>
0: okay sounds good i'll never
1: be done for brian
0: <laughs> so and the the title let's let's uh i think it's a six word title for the next brand good ladies album and we're it. gonna generate it right now you do the first word one time again
1: with my feelings
0: there it is that's a pretty good <laughs> one. One.
1: Time, again. one time again with my feelings.
0: Yeah, three years after their last album, it comes out with one time again with my feelings. That's kinda cool. Yeah. Alright, Nakes. you know what to do. <laughs> Alright, Ev. We yeah. done did it. What a we great episode! Um, you can uh, email us it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Please send us some questions. We're running just a little bit low. We have enough for a few more uh, uh, episodes, but you know, um, we have uh, merch. Check out our. I never, <laughs> met, I never mentioned our shirts, but we have them. <laughs> Two through three people have bought shirts in our. Two years of running this podcast. Um, what else? So, you owe me a buck fifty? I do, and I owe George a buck fifty. Thank you to the Orange Groves for hosting us. Join their Patreon. We should, by the time this comes out, we'll definitely have recorded two more snack time episodes. Will they have been released yet? I don't know. Maybe join to find out or check our Twitter, I guess. Um, what else, Ev? What are you plugging this week? What do you think the next social media site's going to be? Uh, kickback. Uh, kickback. Yeah, it's a social media <laughs> site uh, that does two things. Number one, they reward you for shopping at places that your friends have shopped at. So you can create a, like, kind uh, of a snowball effect. If I shop at GameStop, you see that. So you go there, and Jared the Crypto Naturalist sees that we both stop there, so oh. he gets more money back. But also, when you do bad hats, So it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, <laughs> so it's an MLM. But also, uh, it's um, when you post something negative online, your phone shocks you. Yeah, so kickback. It's trying to make people nice. Well, I don't think anybody would go onto it then. But it's uh, endorsed by. uh, Well, you have to link your bank
1: account to it. (laughs) So every time you post something negative, it charges you. Yeah.
0: And it's the only social network that President Barron Trump allows us to have. So it's nerf. President? What do you mean? Glorious leader (laughs) Barron Trump. Glorious leader Barron Trump. It's nerf for nothing in that case. Uh, Are you plugging kickback? Nerf for nothing. (laughs) Are you just saying words? You get a free,
1: uh, you get a free order of cheesy bread.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm gonna plug uh, another Orange Groves podcast, um, which is a uh, Sugar We're Going Down podcasting, which I should have done a commercial for now that I'm thinking about it because, uh, by the time this episode comes out, I was on a recent episode. I was on the uh, Dead on Arrival episode, which is my favorite fallout Boy song. Uh, so we we're, we're there. We're talking about FOB, and it's a good time. So check us out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Ev. I had a, huh? had a lot of fun today. Please rate us on iTunes, five stars. Leave us something. No. I want to read more. Okay. Nope. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Ebbo, this has been fun. Thank you for joining me today. No, thank you for <laughs> joining me today
1: on this beautiful podcast that we both share together. It's a
0: beautiful day outside, and we both just wasted an hour and a half inside talking to each other about Benedict Laidness. Uh, I'd probably just be playing like old Xbox 360
1: games anyway. That's fun too.
0: Ebbo, get back to it. I'm Saker. I'm
1: Evan, and we'll see you
0: again in one One week. week.